Now you're going to put me on the spot. Uh, I've spent the last 45 minutes of my life yeah, thinking about yeah, yeah. nothing else besides this podcast, Gavin. And that's a great way to start. <laughs> Episode 108 of the Any Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Um, yeah, we, we're recording this later than usual. Um, it's a lovely Wednesday evening in South Africa. And we're going to talk about technology. And the first bit of technology, Gavin Dudley, who's on the other side of the Skype call, who is the editor of Tech Magazine and the content or product editor of Tech Radar South Africa. Gavin, Huawei Pay has finally launched to the South African audience. And it is just Zapper with a different <laughs> skin. <laughs> Um, I mean, I never even use Zapper. You big on this whole use my phone to pay for stuff. So you've been like at the forefront of all these things as they came out. When Samsung Pay came out, you were one of the first on the bandwagon. I'm sure you've probably got Fitbit Pay. You've probably never used it, but I bet you you've set it up or something. Uh, I know. don't have FNB cards. FNB plays oh. nice they yeah. FNB. Okay. Well, here's the thing. There are all these permutations about who works with who. I mean, but was it last week or the week before we discussed Capitech, who basically have got a virtual card that works everywhere with everything all the time. Yeah. And so I can't see what what is the benefit of Samsung Pay or Apple Pay or Huawei Pay or Garmin Pay or Fitbit Pay. What is the benefit of – I mean, how is this better than my standard bank app? This is what I don't understand. Um, so so the, the tap to pay in the standard bank app is very yeah. clumsy. I think I've, we have discussed it before. It it has allowed me to use other phones, um, like the Oppo A72 that I'm using right now, and enable NFC and tap to pay. And I don't, but like Samsung Pay is just a lot more slick. It's just a more elegant solution. Like yes, downside I use the swipe up gesture from the main home screen um, to mm. present my card or to open yeah. the Samsung Pay app, and then that doesn't allow me to do like um task switching on android <laughs> okay <laughs> like all right just want, like go to like my last my last used app and you know you just kind of pull up from the bottom and you hold yeah um, can't do that so i have to like swipe over to a different home screen and then do it from there it's very irritating okay. um but the the advantage of Samsung Pay on a premium device. So we're talking about S series or Note series. Because in the first place, it's not supported on everything. It's actually only supported on the premium, the Galaxy class phones, right? Something um, like that. It's it's now supported on everything. I think down to the A fifty one for oh, NFC. Pretty... So just okay. usual like tap to pay. Right. But then okay. if you want the magnetic strip technology. MST, which is which very, can, very old, and you, one really shouldn't be needing to use that, really, except in nicest, isolated cases. The best thing about this pandemic, and there has been many silver linings around this gray cloud, is yeah. that more and more point-of-sale machines have become uh, um, tap-enabled, which is yeah. incredible. Well, okay, but now here's my point. Okay, so you could figure out how to use the Samsung Pay, um, or you could figure out how, well, Apple Pay isn't here yet, and who knows mm. if it ever will come here. Um, Garmin Pay is here. Fitbit Pay is here. Now Huawei Pay is here. I think there's one or two other pays who I've overlooked here. But how can any of these be as simple as taking the card and tapping it on the machine, where you don't have to set up anything? You don't even have to have your phone. You don't have to have anything. Is the point that you're more likely to have your phone than have your card? Because yes. what, what I'm thinking is, 
I mean, surely you could just take the card, stick it in the cover of your phone or something, and then you'd have the card with you and you could just tap that on the machine. It just seems so backwards that you have to open an app, get this number, and then feed the number into the machine. And I, no, I can't see like how that's most, better than tapping with now, the card. Most of it now is just NFC. So it's, most of it is just tap to pay. So you just launch so, the app and you tap your phone on the back of the, the thing, on the front yes, of okay. the phone. But but Samsung Pay doesn't work like that, right? Samsung yes, Pay does. is like exchange a token, then you it, send a number, you got a four-digit number, then you're going to put in the four-digit number. No, and, no, no, right? no, 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 no. So there's very – it's usually when you're using MST that it will then real, like use an authentication where you have to put in the last four digits of the card um, or like fill in the missing digits like on, on the card number. See, uh, but is, none of that happens when you're tapping with your card. You just take the card yes, out of all banks, you take the card, I, press it on the machine, I, pick up your parcel and walk away. I've probably so done I've probably done close on two hundred Samsung Pay interactions okay. in twenty twenty. Right. And okay. I promise you I've had to key in my PIN three times. All right. And I've only had to do that fill in the missing digits like once and that was okay. in a at a restaurant in Witsant. okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay all right but you had to then you had to take out your phone start up the app right yes. start up the app then tap then yeah. watch the app for confirmations and stuff right i mean yeah. what else do you have to do on the phone i don't know so you mm. i just put my fingerprint and there you go so when you pay your fingerprint, oh, okay, then you got a fingerprint on the phone, right? Okay. Yeah. Again, all extra steps compared to taking the card and tapping the card on the but machine, picking up the parcel and I walking away. I can leave away. my wallet in the car, or I can not have to dig in my bag or my pocket or whatever. I do carry where a you, Where you'd be digging to get your phone, you mean? Yeah. Okay. No, my phone is in my pocket. <laughs> okay, the same place as your wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, okay, fine. All I'm saying is... I, I mean, the reason I haven't found a compelling use case for the stuff, okay, but we don't need to get hung up on the first issue. Yes. But the point is that Huawei Pay is here Huawei and pay, it doesn't yeah. tap to pay. It only it's works just scanning barcodes. <laughs> it's yeah. just Zap. It's Zapper right. with a Huawei sticker on it. I'm sorry, Huawei South Africa, but that's just not good enough. Because okay, well, as we, we had news last week or the week before where I think it was MasterCard sent out yes. a notice of like fraudulent um, QR codes. Ah. Ah. Um, yeah, so like the QR code thing may have taken over India and it may have taken over like other parts of Africa. Africa, and Down yeah. here in South Africa, we are very, very weary of these things. And yeah, yeah you, I, I, I believe, and even if you like go down to the, the different security levels, in the phone, like in that whole tap to pay interaction where you can now use a virtual card instead of the actual card. So your card can't ever be cloned. And like on yeah. standard banks, virtual cards, you can load a certain amount. You can like load a wallet in there and yeah. you can't exceed that. So exactly budgeting like is better. One we discussed like two weeks um, ago. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's just this more checks and balances um, and less opportunity for fraud. Right. With the tap to pay, it's a more secure system, like end to end. So, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get on what board, I, Gavin. What I look forward to is a world where people stop asking me to sign things with a pen on paper and stuff. Because let's face it, I'm sending off 
probably four or five documents almost every day with a yes. fake signature on it that I've it's a scanned in signature that I've scanned into my computer yes. that I'm pasting into documents that anyone could have got from anywhere and pasted into the same documents. The whole concept of signing a document to some form of security with, you know, a physical signature yeah. is just ridiculous. I wish people would bloody get over it, man. I mean, it's they are trying like, with, with digital yeah. document signing in Adobe and other and apps smart and so contracts. And <laughs> but, yeah, but like, you know, it's, where, it's where, like where is my implemented. Bitcoin? Where is my Bitcoin? <laughs> Bitcoin, you know, we don't talk much about Bitcoin, maybe because, I mean, Bitcoin reached an all-time high. I think it was yesterday or the day before, it was yes. its all-time high, which is interesting because people have started writing it off and getting disillusioned, but it's hanging in there. I, what I, we don't I, hear about is Facebook's I, virtual currency, which was no, all that, the rage about six months ago. Yeah, when, yeah. Um, what, what, what I, I don't see a usefulness beyond like I enjoy the idea of having a de facto kind of gold standard, mm -hmm. um, which is what Bitcoin is now, like a way to di diversify your investments and to like have something physical. I'm making air quotes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoy that, but there's no other real use for it. That's a very clumsy way to do like day-to-day -day transactions um, mm. because yes, like indeed. just the sheer computing power <laughs> Yeah, 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 all that sort of thing. Yeah, and the fact that you're only ever owning fractions of fractions of a Bitcoin and, you know, it's like... Only fractions fractions. Like, you can own... Yeah, no, no, but I mean, most people don't. You know, no one owns... No one we know owns a whole Bitcoin, I don't think. Whatever. I know. Anyway, okay. Anyway, Gavin, talking about... Talking about tap to pay talking about Samsung Pay, you have been playing... With the S20 FE that Samsung refuses to send me because uh, they know I'm going to get nasty about it. Uh, have you encountered any screen problems? I have not encountered any screen problems. In fact, I had an overwhelmingly positive experience with the phone. So I set off writing this review going, very interesting. Um, Samsung has kind of tweaked the 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 hardware a bit they've taken mm -hmm. the screen down a notch they've taken the ram down a notch they've taken the camera up a notch you know all the kind of thing was it screen camera went down i think the cameras uh, its cameras went up i can't remember what the combination was but it just felt like such a quality product in hand it did yeah. everything you asked instantaneously without hesitation of course, you know, you're speaking to someone who specializes in low-end phones. So when yeah. I end up with a high-end phone, I suppose it feels fabulous to me. Um, but it just felt so good in hand. And then I looked at the color, uh, colorways they'd made that, you know, you could get it in a whole lot of different colors. And in the back of my mind, the whole time, I'm saying to myself, when this product launched, it was about 20 grand. Therefore, this product was now being eight or nine months old from where mm. it was originally launched as the original S20, this must now be somewhere in the 13,000 Rand bracket. In my head, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> and I go, I see they've, they've stepped down the hardware here. They've stepped down the screen quality. They've stepped down the RAM. Therefore, this product must be, you know, nine months old, must be now somewhere around 13,000 Rand. What a great product. What a great feeling product for 13,000 Rand is what's going through my head. I write mm. the whole review in that context. Mistake. It was, it's a great phone. It feels fantastic. Had class-leading technology at the time. And I conclude my review by going, in fact, 
very few manufacturers, possibly none, have actually caught up to where Samsung was nine months ago with this phone. Yeah. You know, I mean, Apple, obviously, but that's a whole different story. But no other Android manufacturer has caught up to where Samsung was nine months ago. Mm -hmm. What a great phone. And you can now get this for a much lower price. And then having written the whole review, I go and check the price. The price is like 19,000 Rand, 18 or 19,000 yeah, Rand. And I'm 18, like, I've got to rewrite this whole review because there I was, you know, giving them kudos for having, you know, re-released something. It was like, almost like having a little victory lap with their product from nine months ago, you know, and making it more affordable for the fans. No, yeah. what's actually going on is they're screwing the fans. They're giving them nine-month-old technology scaled down from what it was nine months ago and charging them the same price, you know. So I was, like, horrified. Um, your thoughts? Um, so I, on Twitter, someone asked me. He was like, I want, wait, I... I want to want. Mm. Some, I want to need the Samsung S20 FE. Mm -hmm. Change my mind. Uh-huh. Okay. Like, okay, cool. And I go check the price. Because I'm like, surely you can pick up like an S20 regular. Yeah, for the yeah, price yeah. Of the S20 FE and not have yes. to deal with all like the downgrades and stuff. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And then I realized that Samsung have fiddled the pricing of the entire fleet. Like oh, quite okay, bad. I didn't pick up on that. Okay. Um, because S twenty regular launched at the same price as the S twenty FE. Yeah. Um you know me, I, I love a I love a compact phone as well. Um so I see the price of the S twenty FE. I see the revised price of the Note 20 5G. And then I'm like, are they high? Thousand <laughs> Rand for this? Like, yeah, wow, and then hang, I hang, on, so how much, hang on, how much was the, the S20 straight original? Um, I mean, what was, are they selling it for I now? Find an S20 straight in stock, uh, um, that's what I S found as well. It's almost like they've taken it off the market or something, yeah, yeah okay. The mm. plus was up at 20 grand, yeah, Jeez. and then there was no stock of the Note 20 LTE. But there okay. was the Note 25 G, which is like 22 grand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went over and I just searched like on Take a Lot for like an LG V60, yeah. which has full powered because we don't yes, have yes, 5G yes. version of the S20 FE. We don't have yes. the, the, yeah. the Snapdragon. I noticed system. that as well, which was another poke in the eye, basically. Who's going to buy a flagship phone today without the freaking 5G in it? You know? Okay, so, so your and conclusion. The V60 with a dual screen is selling for 16,000 Rand. Jeez, man. And I tell this guy, like, um, if you're really in love with the Samsung ecosystem, <sighs> go that way. Uh, but here's a different thing that will give you just more by every the conceivable method. Dual screen, <laughs> 5G, top spec everything for yep. 16. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> okay, the world is just such an unjust place, man. <laughs> it's unjust because Samsung is going to sell probably quite a few FEs, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they, they, they've got the smart marketing. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. device. I, I, I have handled great. one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like 
like I don't like the compromises that the battery life is incredible if you don't yeah. tap into that, that 120 hertz display um, which, which they is don't have bizarre. on the phone. they don't have on the F no they do they do they oh do. yes you know you're right you're they right do. in fact that's a step up from the screen I think is smaller but higher refresh or something like that no no oh, I'm getting it wrong it's just a, a weird situation um yeah let me, I, let, I, me, let, let me just so that I don't get um flayed by the samsung people let me get my stats right here so the screen is bigger it's a 6.5 inch which i think is up on it's the same size as the plus when it's the same yes. size as the so the note so it's up 20. on the original um s20 which i think was 6.1 so the screen is bigger the battery is also bigger it's a little bit heavier yeah. but the ram is down one gig or two gig i think no more mm. no it was Eight gig, it's now six. Yeah. yeah. So it's down from eight gig to six, the RAM. Um, the resolution of the screen is down to FHD plus and down from quad, uh, quad HD. Um, yeah. And the cameras are also down. They're now 12, 12, and 8 megapixel on the back, whereas before they were quite a bit higher. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just so I don't get it wrong. Okay. And that's 18,000 Rand is what I've got down here in my notes. Yes. Okay. Um for for the same money you can buy a velvet i think you can buy a wing um which is a 5g device and mm. it has a better camera um at, and it and it swings um into a t-shape oh. which, which can be useful <laughs> okay but look, look. I mean, while we while we are, yeah, we haven't really delved into the wing issues too much. But okay. But while we um here, why don't we just throw out, since you're so clever, phone of the year, your phone of the year, sir. Oof, that's an easy one, Gavin. Uh huh. It's the Note Twenty Five G. Oh, that's right. Okay. Galaxy Note Twenty Five G. Right, because you've been hammering on about that since forever. Phone okay. of the year, just uh -huh. because. Yeah, it's a it's a note, so it has an S Pen. Um, the S Pen is going away. The the note is going away. This might be the last of the notes, Gavin. Do you actually think that's a very strong rumor? But I mean, that's down as one of our topics to talk about. Um, yeah. My issue is that um, people like Samsung have like so many models in the market, like gazillions of models in the market. How do they like maintain and sustain all that? Um, and would it not be simply if they just had basically five models? Like Apple has, what, three or four models or something. What if Samsung just had now six models 12, yeah. so instead of 26 have... models, which is what it has now? You know, like, why did they not just do that? Maybe the Note can go away. All it's got is square corners and a stylus. You know, you can put the stylus in any phone. <laughs> it doesn't have to be called a Note. It can be called an S20. Uh, um, I, 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 would, I would love to see the S Pen on the z fold like the z fold 3 um mm. that would transform that experience into something really really palatable for me um i i wouldn't like to see it go to the to the s line um i i'd like them to still crank out like a a, a special just uh s note or something i don't know like Why? just have because, I mean, because, did Gavin, you not because... find? I mean, if we were to sit here now and run through the entire Samsung range of phones, first of all, it would probably take two hours, and yeah. second of all, I'm sure we're going to come up with 20 models at least. I think 20 yeah. models at least. I mean, there's a zero, a one, uh, a, I don't know if it's a, a 21, a, a 31, 
A51. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the kind of thing. It just goes on and on. A51, A71, and 81, 91. Yeah. Um, and then we start on the S's, and then there's old models still being supported and sold. You know, and eventually we're at like 20 models of phone. Apple has conquered the whole world with three or four models, basically, you know. Yes. So, I mean, I just can't see. And just the logistics around shipping 20 different models around the world, supporting them all with different screen sizes, all with different chipsets, all with different requirements, you know, all well, different to, packaging. To be, like, fair, to be fair, yeah. Samsung has done a really, really good job of that this year. Um, yeah, they've but... ported a lot of the premium features like backwards to like a full range of devices. Um, and it, why don't it, they it, just it... have one phone at 2000 Rand, one phone at 5000 Rand, one phone at 10,000 Rand, one phone at 15, and one at 20, one at 25? The carriers don't <sighs> want the carriers want a million things. Do they? they Why? No, it's more complicated for them to carry inventory as well. Customers. Yeah, but 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 we all know that the the cell operators can get that by simply using three or four different brands, right? Mm-hmm. So they can yeah. use Huawei phones and Nokia phones and Samsung phones, and they can pig every. Uh, okay, but we're getting a little off topic. I just thought it made more sense to run a simplified range of phones and run it effectively and support it properly and make great phones at each of those five or six price points. I mean, Apple showed them how to do it, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah. And then Apple even started eating into their 10,000 Rand market now. With yeah, the, that's, with the, the, that's exactly the, the point. That's exactly the point, yeah. And <sighs> I, I, I would not be surprised to see them push that SE pricing all the way all down. All the way down. Like yes, exactly. Seven, 5,000 Rand. And that's and the And then thing bring is in like a, a SE plus, a bigger, a bigger screen size. Yeah. Um, I mean, to, to Steve, Jobs, Steve Jobs is doubtless turning in his grave. But even so, they've conquered the market. Steve can't argue yeah. with that. I mean, he might argue about their problems with leadership and their problems with vision and all that kind of thing. But he can't argue with the money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. and that strategy, the strategy to make the most money has been excellent. Yeah. yeah. All you have to do is look at the iPad lineup and it's like, wow. <laughs> like no one no one in Android, like no one can compete with him there. Because yeah, they're going they're from again, I mean, six thousand Rand all the way up to like twenty five. Twenty six thousand Rand, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they again there they're getting carried away. They've now got seven or eight different iPads in the market, which Steve Jobs would never have tolerated, eh? Yeah, okay, yeah. but we're getting off topic. Mm. Yes, um, that's the... Did yeah. I give you my phone of the year? Did I give you my phone of no, the year? No, you didn't. What is I your didn't. phone uh, of okay. the year? Um, the phone I would much like, most like to own as mine if I was a regular person and not a person who, who does technology for a living. I would like the V60. It is the best feeling phone I've had. I know that it does everything in spades and I know that I didn't overpay for it. And it comes with some really nice extras, the, the dual screen, but just the, the 5G and the audio setup and all the, you know, the little extras you get with yeah. LG. The V60, I mean, I've, I've had testimonials from people who I've turned on to LG who will never use any other brand because they got this, this an LG, whatever model, and it just never died yeah. and never died, you know, and now all they want is more LG. So 
you know, LG V60 for the win. If I was going to choose a personal phone tomorrow, I would be more than happy to pay 16,000 Rand for an LG V60. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a big phone, though. So not really for me. I actually found it quite thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big screen. Yeah, yeah. But it's quite thin, easy to handle. It's it's bigger than than a Note 20 Ultra. Mm. Um, yeah. insensible, in, in insensible phone choices. I would probably choose a Nokia. I know that sounds weird. Insensible phone Nokia, choices. That's very. That, yeah, that's it's very, very open. It's like I'm talking now below ten thousand. If I was going to go below ten thousand, I really want to see the eight point three, which is the sort of James Bond phone, which hasn't got here. Um, I mean that. That's going to come pro- below ten thousand. I don't know. No, maybe it won't. Maybe it won't. So. That, that's like a 13, 14,000 rand device. But oh. even then, 13, 14,000 is going to be great. I would, if I was shopping below 10,000 rand, I would get a Nokia. That's the end of my story. Mm. Yeah. Um, the sensible pricing, this, this A72, like I really cannot fault it. The, yeah. The, 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 the nits that I have found to pick are well, just the For those screen. who don't know, he means the Oppo A72, which is yes. Oppo's first phone in South Africa. Right. Um, it, it's got the power to like hang. It has surprisingly good camera, like yep. surprisingly good. Okay, I'm um, glad you're validating me there because you're the <laughs> camera guru. I'm like the camera novice, so I feel all validated when you agree with me. <laughs> and it's just the, the screen, like this LCD is not great. Um, mm-hmm. Like it is, it is of the better uh, LCD technology. It's the IPS Neo display. Um, uh, I don't know. Were you with that that one LG um, TV briefing, where where the the LG exec was trying to explain what IPS is or in plane switching, and uh-huh. he gave everybody like a toothpick, and uh-huh. he was like, regular pixels are like this, and it's, you have to like have the point facing your face, and he's okay. like, IPS pixels are like this, and he turns the thing sideways, and I was like, Jesus, no, dude, no. <laughs> How? Can... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the funniest analogy I've ever heard. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Well, so it is a, a IPS Neo display. So it is like the best LCD technology you're gonna get. But yeah, it's it's it doesn't hold a candle to to OLED screens. And OLED, I, yeah, I never thought sure. this day would come where yeah. I would say that there was a marked difference in quality, like a step up in quality, like going to a very high quality OLED display. Yeah. And what's interesting is Samsung, again, is leading the market here. Their mid-low end devices, like the A31, which I think Mm. costs four or five, has an AMOLED screen. So if they can produce a phone at 4,000 or 5,000 Rand, I think it's 5,000, with an AMOLED screen, then, you know, you can't, come out with your oppo for seven thousand rand and not have an amoled screen well you yeah. can but you're not competing directly samsung's hollowing out that market with that tech so good for but them this, this battery life is also absolutely incredible like I yes i have to say i found that this. too yeah <laughs> like i've been riding it hard today and i just cannot cannot murder it uh, but moving on gavin we are we are getting stuck here but you have yeah. a rav power file hub router what is yes. this I'm going to fly through this because it's not for everybody. It might be for someone like you, but it's not for everybody. So this is the ultimate mobile connectivity accessory. It's about the size of a bar of soap, and it has a LAN port and a USB port. So 
it has three functions. The first is it works as a wireless router. So if you have a, a cabled network, you can take a cable from your network, plug it into this thing, and this thing then becomes your wireless hub, like a hotspot, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and this is useful if you're working, for example, at a customer's premises or you're working outside of your home in an mm. office where they've got a cabled network, but you've got lots of wireless devices and you can't attach it to their network. You can create your own little wireless network through using this hub. Um, and uh, you, can, you can do that in lots of different sophisticated ways. I won't go into the details. You can have 2.4 gigahertz band or 5 gigahertz band, which is the preferred band for streaming mm. multimedia and stuff like that. Then you can plug a USB storage into this hub, either flash drives or even whole USB hard drives. You can mm. plug into this thing and then share them over the network through this hub. So it works like a file sharing system. You can just plug yeah. anything in there. Um, and finally, it's a power bank. So it's a very small power bank. It's only 6,000 something milliamp hours, but you can charge things in an emergency using this hub. Mm. So, um, I mean, there, there are lots of subtleties to how you can do this. You can control it from a phone app or through a web browser window the PC and so on. And there's lots and lots of permutations of how you can do this, but I won't go into all the details. That's basically what this RAV Power File Hub router does. And it's a reasonable price at 880 Rand. Mm, I remember Huawei used to put out the product very similar to this. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this it was like a little mobile to... router sort of thing yeah. that you could mm. then plug an Ethernet cable into. into um, yeah. And yeah, it, it was, it, I was, I think I got mugged. Yeah. That was that was the thing that was in the bag besides uh -huh. my Galaxy S5 uh -huh. that when I got mugged. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, I don't want to relive that little yes, episode don't, don't of my go life. There. Uh, but it's interesting that you mentioned um five gigahertz and two point four gigahertz Wi-Fi because we are coming to you on the eve of at least the Snapdragon Summit has just concluded where Qualcomm has unveiled the next flagship processor, which is the Snapdragon, Qualcomm Snapdragon 888. It's the 888. Mm. Um, everyone was expecting the 875, but they've gone full on 888. Um, mm -hmm. They're saying it's a similar shift to when they moved from the 820 to the 835. And then they okay. like just continued with that sort of, of nomenclature. Um, Again, for, for those who don't know who Qualcomm is, Qualcomm is basically the uh, PlayStation well, of the mobile phone chip world. They're just they're the huge. They are the Intel. Of yeah, the they're mobile. the Intel of the mobile chip world, right? Okay, so they they power almost all the flagship phones, um, and they're regarded as the serious brand. Okay, yeah, yeah. continue. Mm -hmm. So, um, important changes. They are they are claiming twenty five percent boost in performance over the outgoing chip, which is the 865. They are claiming 35% better graphic, graphics processing. Um, mm. This is coming with a the world's first triple image signal processor, um, which mm. is very important to me because that is the key differentiator between the different tiers of Snapdragon chips, like a, okay. a 800 series versus a 700 series. The image signal processor is vastly different. So okay, so the image signal processor is what they're really using to paint the screen with pixels, right? Um, so it's so, how it processes visual information and throws it onto the screen. Uh, yes, but it's also what grabs 
the light photons from the image sensor and oh, I see. turns it into okay. data that the then the AI okay, can so it's understand. Okay, so for image capture as well. Right, so it processes yeah. image capture as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so right. that is the one thing that they cannot improve with software. So that's like, uh -huh. that, that's the reason why different, like each year's like Samsung S20 or like LG V-series phone gets better yeah. with imaging is because right. of like that pipeline change. Um, so this see. is like three, okay. so it can run, can record, if you have a three camera setup, it can record full 4K HDR from each camera simultaneously. <laughs> mm, okay, that is mind-blowing. If you consider the size, <laughs> the size of these components and the energy draw, it has to all run on this tiny little battery. You know, it's like yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. And the other big thing is um, support for six gigahertz Wi-Fi. Which is mm. like standard, which allows like more. That'll be called what Wi-Fi seven, right? Or what'll that be called? I think Wi-Fi so. seven. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then support for Bluetooth five point two, which then mm. supports proper native stereo um, Bluetooth transmission. So instead of the audio signal going to like one wireless earbud and the wireless earbuds relaying it to each other. Yeah. 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 Out beam directly to each wireless earbud. Obviously, your, yeah. your wireless earbuds then have to support that sort of technology. And yeah, yeah. it allows for broadcasting to, I think, up to eight um, different devices. So you can like play- wow, multi-speaker setup, yeah. Yeah, to, or like you can have like a silent disco, for instance. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and everyone wearing their headphones. Yeah, 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 which cool. Then, which then would solve a big problem for me because I actually just come from the gym. And sometimes like if I work out with other people, um, like I normally run like the, I, I use a thing called Wad Timer. It's an app called Wad Timer. It's, there's also an app called Wad Generator that can like generate different workouts for you. Um, but that timing, it's a very interesting and very complete timing clock. So you can do like all different sorts of timings in the gym, like intervals and, 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 and it's always okay. nice to have like everybody on the same timing. And right. if I could just broadcast from my one phone to like two uh -huh. different headsets, that would be freaking amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So okay. there's that. And yeah, that's kind of what, what's coming next year. It's going to be in, I think, uh, Vivo is coming out with something. Oppo is coming out with something. Like all the, the standard guys are coming out and yeah. Samsung will probably take a whole bunch of it for the the S21, which is launching in January, apparently. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's actually jolly interesting because that's going to power all the leading devices that have come out uh, probably over the course of next year. So interesting that that's all built in. I'm particularly interested in Bluetooth enhancements at this stage, just because um, uh uh, true wireless earbuds have become like a thing and you really need great Bluetooth support to get good value out of true wireless earbuds. Bad, bad Bluetooth support and you have a bad experience. So mm. I'm interested in that. Okay. Um, can I talk very briefly about Iceland Scream? Yes. Okay. Now, I, I bet you probably haven't heard about this. I don't know if you bothered to go and look it up. But here's how it works. Okay. Iceland, one of the most peaceful, happiest most stable, most together countries in the world. You know, as the Scandinavian countries go, they're like the model for how everything could work in a perfect world. Of course, they probably Just only have about... In there. 
just just put a pin in that, but we'll okay. come back to this. They they have they have like daylight issues because of where they are in the latitudes. They get very depressed in winter, and some yes, people yes. off themselves. <laughs> but on the whole, they have very high happiness index. And it's very convenient and easy to do that when you've only got like 10 people living in your country, of course. Yeah. If you've got 60 million people like us, it's a whole lot harder to get those kind of numbers. But imagine idyllic Iceland. There's no overpopulation. There's no slums. There's no crime. There's no people like living on the streets, hand to mouth, this kind of thing. Um, if you go to a website called lookslikeyouneediceland.com, what you'll see there is... Uh, it's actually a live webcam on the home page. You don't realize it's a live webcam because not much is moving. But if you keep watching, you'll see things move. But what you'll notice is there's a yellow box in the middle of the picture, which turns out to be a speaker, basically. And what happens is you can press a little button and then scream all your frustrations of 2020 at the top of your voice into your computer. It will be taken away and played out through the speaker in Iceland where there's no unhappiness, it'll just get blasted into open space in a public, isolated area, played out through the speaker at full volume. And you can see who else has posted screams and whose screams were the most visceral. And you can just get things off your chest. The point here is that if you've got frustrations in your life, don't go to Twitter, don't go to Facebook, go to Iceland Scream. That's what you need to do. Okay. 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 Um, nice so one, it's, it's like a novelty idea, but we've all got frustrations. The idea is let's not take them out on each other. Let's not take them out in the traffic. When you can just go to your computer, go to lookslikeyouneediceland.com, let out your yowl of frustration, have it played. You can actually hear it being played because there's another thing that actually listens to the sound coming out of the speaker. So you can hear your wail going off into open space. And then they move the yellow speaker box around to different remote locations every couple of days, which is pretty cool. Thank you, Iceland, for helping Thank the rest you, of us get Iceland. some catharsis. Okay, that's my story. Yeah. I enjoy that. And on that note, Gavin, mm. let's get it out. We are going to do our roundup, because this is the last episode for the year. We will ah. come back to you with a new season next year in 2021, when hopefully there are vaccines, more people are wearing masks, everybody's taking this <laughs> seriously, there's no more lockdowns, and we reach near Iceland toddler levels of <laughs> happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Those of us who are still standing. Yeah, okay. Um, Let's let's go through it, Gavin. I'm going to start. Ah, you snatched my personality of the year. Newsmaker oh. of the year for both of us is son of our soil who doesn't give a crap about us. Elon <laughs> yeah, he really Musk. doesn't. I'm, yeah. with, I'm with Elon for everything except moving to Mars. Um, uh -huh. But yeah, he just cannot stop winning. Like just this year, we've had the first humans launched from the US into space. Um, in like over a decade and then in yeah. the same year they actually then carry out the actual mission for nasa to get actual like scientists up into the space station and yeah. recover the freaking falcon 9 rocket stage yeah. and it's like been a so like cool. seventh time and it's like so wow cool. i i was actually reflecting on it when when they did that 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 um space station mission and I was like, how insane is it that it's just commonplace for the first stage of this 
Falcon 9 rocket to just return to or Earth. Or just come back and land perfectly every time. Yeah, no yeah. one like even watches anymore because they've exactly. got it down to like 100% result. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for those who don't know and haven't followed Elon Musk's take on space, he's basically made it way more affordable to get into space by building far better space vehicles. And a part of that is that the tanks that carry fuel and all sorts of stuff to break through the Earth's gravity to get people into space, those tanks normally just burn up or fall to Earth and are lost forever. His ones fly back to Earth and land carefully so that you can reuse them. They land like, it's absolutely phenomenal to watch. Try it out. So, I mean, I love Elon because, you know, more megapixels on your phone camera is not what we're about. What we're about now as a species, for me, is getting to Mars. I mean, why should we mess up our planet when we could go mess up another planet instead? No, no, that's not the point. I just think that we need to push ourselves forward in ways of thinking and all sorts of things. What will it mean for religion if we live on more than one planet? All these religions that address our existence as limited to this planet might make no sense if we're living on another planet. So it really completely changes how we see ourselves, the concept of us living in more than one place, you know, called humanity you know living on we ought fast at the moment humanity is synonymous with living on earth what if humanity was living on another planet it would completely reclassify who we are and how we work so there's that there's the electric cars where they're just now so far ahead where they were very ballsy in how they spent the money to do it and then he's got an interesting view of artificial intelligence as well he does see that there is a place and there is scope for artificial intelligence to go very very wrong and how we can address that up front, not panic about AI, but just be smart about it for one thing. And, you know, I, I feel like he's got a real vision for where the species is going. Part of that vision recognizes that we are all living in a simulation. And so it really doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> OK, mm. so there is that. So for all these reasons, Elon Musk, my personality of the year, he's also yeah. now what the second wealthiest man, I believe is she catapulted into second wealthiest position, yes, narrowly yes. overtook Bill Gates. It's all I just, to, you know, electric I have to money. explain to my nine-year-old, like, those things are very uh, interesting. <laughs> it just depends on, yes, like, how yes. their share price is doing at, at the time. Um, moving on to company of the year, my company of the year, as it was last year, is Microsoft. Because Microsoft Ooh, is just good, that good one call. shining little place in the big tech world where they, like, they just want to play nice with everybody. They they just yep, want to be yep, there for you. Yep. They want to, yep, yeah. Yep. <laughs> they just they just they're not like all there. mercenary about how they exploit you. You know, it's like yeah. I mean they they exploring you, exploiting you because they're a company and they're making profits. But it just doesn't feel as exploitative somehow as yeah. you know giving over your life to Amazon or anyone else. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah and love, I like love the fact that they're moving cool. closer to to Samsung, um, integrating their services in there. I'd wish they would finally release a unified office app for the iPad, um, but mm. they're still 2021. <laughs> yeah. I like the fact that they're doing um, server-side gaming, that they might end up leading the race there, but they're not leading the race yet. It's still an open-ended, we're only just starting, but they might end up leading the race with their Azure servers. They're serving yeah. some heavy, heavyweight games remotely, like uh, Flight Simulator and others. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, mm. so that interests me there. Mm. Who's your company of the year, Gavin? My company of the year is Acorn Risk Machines, ARM or ARM as everyone just calls them, um, because the architecture of ARM chips have completely destroyed the 
800-pound gorilla in the world, which was Intel. Intel basically owned the world's microchip market. They did not maneuver fast enough to take advantage of the mobile market. That was Qualcomm who took advantage of the mobile market. But ARM came from out of nowhere and overtook both those guys with their extremely simple and basic designs, which were easily adapted and which progressed really quickly in how fast uh, they, they, they pioneered new technologies. Mm. So ARM chips... Arm, well, um, we say ARM chips. ARM is more of a sort of a baseline design which people yeah. use to build their own chips. It's like a reference design. Um, and they were recently, they're originally a British company. They were now acquired by NVIDIA, which is an American company, um, which puts NVIDIA in a massively strong position. NVIDIA insists that ARM will continue to be licensed to as many people as want to create their own chips. Um, but I mean, you know, a weirdo like Donald Trump could just change that unilaterally. So it you know, won't matter what NVIDIA thinks if the, the country in which they are resident overrules them, you know. So it mm. does worry me that all the intellectual property for all microchip creation, Intel, ARM and Qualcomm is now all in America. This is deeply troubling to me. It means they hold all the cards at this stage for the future of humanity, which is microchip driven. Which does also bring us on to my product of the year, but you can go first if you want. No, no, no. Go, go on, go on, go on, go on. Because I, I, okay. I enjoy, I, I enjoy the, this, this story because um, there were a couple <laughs> of, uh, like I know Huawei put out the MateBook X Pro, the right. other, like yesterday or the day before, um, uh-huh. which has Intel processors, and it's like every uh-huh. single Intel machine that comes out since the Apple M1. Max. Yeah, it's just, just it's now impossible for anybody to compete, basically. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't bother launching a laptop at this stage. I would just keep very quiet and work mm. really hard in my lab and try and become competitive in a year's time. Because I feel as though they've got at least a year, if not longer, march on the whole yeah. industry at this point. Yeah. So um, what we're talking about is Apple Silicon. We knew for some time that Apple was scheming on developing its own hardcore chips. I mean, the the chips are developed for its phones and tablets were already spectacular and they really laid waste to everybody else's chips. Um, But we knew, and and that led us to think that they might use those mobile chips to actually make laptops. That's Mm. where our thinking was a year ago when Lindsay and I started speculating about this. But about two or three weeks ago, what actually happened is that Apple launched its own uh, microchips for computers and they turn out to be so extraordinarily good, they can't even really be compared with what we are calling uh, computer chips today. They're like in a whole different league all on their own. So everyone's chips now need to be measured against the Apple M1, which is the first of their Apple Silicon chips, which are really extraordinarily good by all accounts. On almost every measure, processing power, and really importantly, power consumption, and many other fronts. So you won't hear me wax lyrical about Apple often, but this is the kind of development that I think is actually taking humanity forward as a species. This was an exponential leap you know, forward in microchip development, and mm. all because Intel wallowed in its hubris, thought it was the king of the world until one day it wasn't, and is now more or less irrelevant, completely. A multi-billion dollar company rendered irrelevant through a series of bad decisions. So more credit to Apple for its M1 chip in my book. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, definitely. It's it's just 
just one of those products that doesn't come around often that just upends the market entirely. Yeah. Um, so that's my- also based on an ARM design, for example. This is my point about ARM, is that um, Samsung produces chips which are based on ARM designs. Huawei produces chips based on ARM designs. Everybody produces chips based on ARM designs, and now Apple too. Uh, the, the Apple one is probably going to depart from the ARM design at some point, I think. Yeah. Mm. My product of the year is the Samsung Galaxy Buds Plus. Mm, interesting. Interesting. They, they, yeah. They're about to be replaced by the Galaxy Buds Pro. Um, mm. But again, within one generation, I think it was also within like six months, uh-huh. um, Samsung went from a kind of okay pair of truly wireless earbuds. Um, the original which been, buds, Yeah, which, which yeah. they've been making for a while. Like, I think there was a Gear X or something like that. Icon um, X or something like that. I, right, yeah, yeah. The, the Icon. icon X. Um, and then they almost trebled the battery life, um, stuffed a tweeter and bass driver in there for like yeah, excellent like balanced amazing. sound. And the, the one gripe I have is just a case design because if the case falls out of your pocket, the buds mm. go flying every really? single time. That's I cannot tell you how many times I've had to go dig a earbud out from underneath a car. Wow. Because, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's, that hasn't happened to me yet. Okay, I'm surprised to hear that. Okay, interesting. So they could like, have solved if, that by, by making the lid close more firmly or by making the buds more magnetically seated i suppose yeah 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 mm. like I, I don't know but that, that's a small it's a small gripe but like just in terms of the fact like how true wireless buds ear true true wireless earbuds have swept the market like from yeah yeah old kind of pioneering with the the ear la, 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 airpods yeah airpods and just like ease of use of that sort of thing for then yeah. samsung to develop something that just you can recommend it to everybody. It's it's reasonably priced for what it is. It how, has, how much are you paying now? Um, they, they were they launched at about two eight or so, but I think yeah. it's quite far down on that now, right? Yeah, they're down to two thousand bucks now. Okay, um, yeah, that's a that's getting, a good price. Mm. You you're beating like ninety percent of the market on battery life, uh-huh. and pretty much everybody for sound quality. And yep. yeah, it's yep. just it's just good microphones. All around goodbye. Yeah, just yeah. around solid, solid, solid device. Mm, good. Okay. Um, app of the year? Where are you on apps? I mean, I haven't really explored many new apps this year, I must say. Mainly because it's such a hassle moving from one phone to another. I end up just working with the same small set of apps all the time. But I did find one new one that's interesting to me. But you can go first. The unified Microsoft Office app has been my go-to. Where, like, all your sticky sure. notes go... Yep, where, yep, yep. Like just everything, Excel, PowerPoint, Word, all in one yeah. place. Yes, you need a persistent internet connection to like really have and a OneDrive account. Yeah, Microsoft you've got to be, have account. your stuff in the cloud. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that thing is just, I, I, I am amazed how often I start something somewhere. Like I'll open up an email with a Word uh-huh. attachment or whatever. And then... Pick, pick it, it up, up on the road. Somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me too. I've just kind of gotten used to that, like leaving the house without preparing for whatever it is I'm going to do because yeah. I'm going to have to pull it all back through my phone. Yeah, cool, cool. 
Um, I must say, I agree with you. The Microsoft app is excellent. I mean, because there's all this other stuff it does, like um, it does uh, optical character recognition. So you yeah. can take pictures of things you want to keep track of, like, say, a recipe in a book or a label on a can or a sign on the freeway. And it'll actually convert that those pictures back into text for you if you just mm. need the text part of it. Things like that. It's got like a whole lot of background features. It's really good at, for example, making PDFs out of documents that you photograph, all this kind of thing. They're not the only company that does this, but theirs is all rolled into this one app, which is superb. Okay, my app of the year is a bit of an obscure one. And to be honest, I've only just scratched the surface with this app. It's called Habitica. And I read a story about how this guy used this. What it's supposed to do is help you set up productivity lists for yourself. Um, so if you need to do four or five things in the morning, two or three things in the afternoon on a regular basis, you can set these up as regular tasks that it reminds you of and you tick off as you do them. Depending on how sophisticated the tasks are, you can allocate certain number of points to each of these tasks. And then you accumulate points for yourself. The points get turned into weird stuff that you can buy at its virtual store. And what's actually going on is you're a character inside the game of your life. And as you complete these tasks, your character gets itself a new hat or oh new goodness. accessories. It's basically little pixelated characters, but it yeah. gamifies your entire day. And it encourages you to schedule everything in your day to wait these things and to pick time slots for these things so you can tick off things. Certain things recur every day if that's how you choose to do it. Otherwise, you can also put in long-term goals and you know score yourself high points for long-term goals. But it's very cool. And you can obviously cooperate with other people if you choose to. So mm. you can have a semi-competitive environment where the characters all try and you know exceed each other and so on. I've only scratched the surface of this, but it's a way of gamifying your productivity, which I think is very cool. Mm, Habitica is what it's called Habitica Mm. I like that Um, Gavin, highlight of the year Definitely for me Uh, Wait, let me start with my low light Because my low light is kind of my highlight Just because I love like the the morbidity (laughs) (laughs) of it Um, Low light of the year was the Apple and Epic feud um, Where I, I still believe that Apple deserves full credit For developing the systems and services And customer loyalty um that enables a app market where people can make a hell of a lot of money as epic Mm -hmm. has done and trying to circumvent that is just a exercise in futility like the the legal arguments are just ridiculous where it's like okay oh you you arguing now that you don't want to pay the price that the person who built the entire environment where you make your money in um is charging you (laughs) Anyway, uh-huh. uh, that's, that's, oh, it's that's a very like complicated over, one. Oversimplification, but yeah, that that for me is a low light, um, definite, definite low light, just because of all of the kind of uh, just so divisive as, as as a topic as well. Yeah, um, oh, it is, it is highlight it is, it for is. me um, the positive effects of the pandemic, where mm. we were forced to slow down, we were forced to check out of the consumerist marketing-driven world that we were living in um, that devalued our time. Okay. 
I'm and... failing to see the tech angle on this at the moment, but eventually I'm sure I will see it. <laughs> um, no, like, like how, no, how I'm, much I'm totally you, agreeing with you. Yeah. How much do you appreciate a phone call now? Yeah, sure, and stuff or like seeing that. seeing loved ones through the power of a Zoom call. Or, right, or like sure. Sure, where, sure. Like our interactions have become a lot more valuable. Like besides for like work meetings that really should have been emails. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Mm. Interacting like the the what communications devices have always supposed to have been. Yes, is a way for us to communicate with other humans, and that has never been more important than through the hardest of the lockdowns in twenty twenty. Right. And it and communication are facilitated yeah. through and like, digital. For realm. me, like yes, the family okay. units have become stronger. Um, sure, sure. I've, I've I've had more meaningful conversations with my wife. Um, yeah, just okay. like those sorts of interactions, just stripping the the meaningless tick from our lives, and like yeah, just just good, living. Good, good, good. Yes, yeah. I mean I agree with you. I think it's stopped people taking technology simply for granted when it came to enabling their relationships with their family and to communicating and to in fact being able to do their jobs at all and not losing their jobs entirely where tech actually enabled all that stuff you're so yeah. right but i agree with you that maybe in a roundabout way tech also helped us step back from the chaos and the maelstrom of being wage slaves or little foot soldiers in corporations and it gave us a bit of perspective on what our lives are really all about not not to overlook all the people who've suffered from gender violence mm. from being cooped up in homes with terrible people, but you know, for the majority, mm. my highlight is fiber. Oh, we got fiber. Well, my non-tech highlight is recovering from a stroke since <laughs> the end of February and getting my whole life back, almost like more or less to, at, at a glance. It doesn't look like. You would never have believed I was paralyzed in a bed a few months ago. Getting my whole life back, that's great. But I got back home from hospital as our fiber connection got turned on. And um, it was at that point that my wife and I both came home to work from home. Both my children came back from school and university to work. Fiber just kind of picked up the slack. I mean, I hate to think where we'd be if we were still on ADSL at this point. We'd probably have torn each other's eyes out by now. Mm. Anyway, so um, and and I can only believe that fiber is rolling out steadily, steadily, slowly but surely through South Africa, and it mm. will reach more people eventually. Also, hats off to the mobile networks who kept the networks functioning and rocking and rolling, even though demand like massively soared over the last six months and so on. And they and didn't now necessarily... Icasa wants all their money back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Icasa's <laughs> calling and they want their spectrum back. Yeah, yeah. But the, the spectrum Just is the money. They were like, you guys made all these money. Your your results have been amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Pay, pay yeah, us. Yeah. <laughs> share, share in your... Your wealth, yeah, but um, the 5G spectrum is finally being auctioned off soon in the next few months, I believe. That will I'm bring billions. I'm sorry to mess in your mouth, uh, but, <laughs> uh, but that's a saying. I'm brown, okay? Like it's a horrible say. saying. Take it back. Yeah, okay. Um, there is now 5G signal across the road from me, and they will not allow me because I like I'm like if I get a 5G router. Surely, surely I would, if the wind blows in the right direction, I'll catch 5G. But they refuse to let me upgrade to 5G, even though it is literally across the road. What is their, what is their rationale? It's just that's where the signal ends. 
Oh, I see. You're out of yeah. you're out of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. But I mean, it can only be a matter of weeks before it expands. Yes. Further, you know. Yes. Um, and Vumatella so, moving into our area now. <laughs> okay. Oh, there you go. That's more like it. Um, okay. So my highlight is having fiber in my home and hopefully slowly spreading out to the rest of South Africa, but also to the telecoms networks who kept the network stable and working reliably while everyone went home and started going crazy on the internet um, and keeping it all going. And to ICASA for issuing those 5G licenses so things can get rolling slowly but surely. And hopefully that the uh, spectrum auctions will happen soon, which will bring billions upon billions of rand straight into the government's coffers, something that's way overdue. So um, I suppose like you, connectivity and communications would have been my highlight of the year. Um, my low light... Um, I could hammer on about Trump and Huawei, but if you've listened to this podcast for the last year, you're sick of hearing us talk about it. So I'm not going to talk about it. My low light is actually Bluetooth. Now, I was the biggest Bluetooth fan, man. Mm. But I've just had, for whatever reason, dreadful results with Bluetooth headphones and PCs. I don't know what it is. It's got something to do with my working environment here that my Bluetooth headphones are unreliable and they will cut off as your favorite song reaches its crescendo, they will lose their signal. And this just driven me crazy for not a few months, probably a few years. And I've now resorted to using cabled headsets again at my mm. desk. There's a technical issue that needs to be solved here and I'm unable to get to the bottom of it. But for the time being, I'm hating on Bluetooth at my desk. I'm loving Bluetooth out in the wild on my car stereo, on my earbuds, on my phone, all that stuff's working great. But at my desk, I'm hating on Bluetooth right now, and I don't know what the hell the problem is. Okay, but that's my whole story otherwise. Mm. Mm, mm. Gavin, it's been an excellent year, an excellent couple of episodes that we've had. Um, mm. I'm glad to see you alive and kicking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will see you next year through the screen of a Skype. Right. And we'll build up a whole raft of issues. Hopefully some new and different issues for the listeners. Chief among them uh -huh. will be a, a thing that I was going to put in my lowlights. But the Google transition from Google Play Music to YouTube Music, which has been absolutely horrible. YouTube uh -huh. Music is worse than Google Play <laughs> Music was. And I, I am going to send a message to somebody at Google and, and just ask them to explain to me why. But, but what is the rationale? But this is your secondary music service anyway. I'm assuming you're using Apple Music as your primary. Or I suppose yes. it depends. If you're on an Android phone, can you, can you get Apple Music on Android phone? You used to yes. be able to. You yes, can, right? Okay, yeah. Right. So presumably YouTube Music is like your secondary service. Or yeah, but it's, it's the music. one that travels across all the Android phones that I... That I see I it's all working by default, yeah, when yeah. you get there. Yeah, but yeah, now yeah. I've, my, I, I've set up my gym playlist on my YouTube Music is probably 20% better than the one on Apple Music. And I don't have the time nor the mm -hmm. mental fortitude to sit uh, with like side-by-side -side playlists and like kind oh. of match them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I've, I've run into the same things. I'm getting into that situation where I've now developed so many playlists inside Spotify that I can never leave because I'll never be able to recreate and the list of amazing you. songs. Yeah. They trap you with a free tier, ad-supported yeah. tier. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you bought all your life there and your podcasts are there now. And then you just live. You don't even realize that that house is filthy. It's a filthy <laughs> house. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but you do because the app, the app is trash. <laughs> I leave okay. you on that for twenty twenty, Gavin. I would like to leave you with the thank you for doing the show with me because it's not always easy. It always comes at the end of an exhausting day or cramming it into an overly full day for both of us getting prepared, getting it recorded. Then you still have to go and re-engineer the whole thing for hours afterwards. I want to thank you for that. And for the listeners, for listening to us continuously, please tell your friends and family. And if you mm -hmm. contact us at overclocked, ZA at gmail.com, overclockedza at gmail.com. Send us a message. We'll give you a shout out. We'll answer your tech questions and we'll, you know, tell you what to buy or how to solve your problems. Just mail us and we can help you with that. So thank you very much for doing the show with me and thanks to all the listeners for a great year. Peace out. Thanks, listeners. Bye, guys. <laughs>